Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Yuma, and you're listening to Management Decisions here on localjobnetwork.com radio. This podcast is designed to bring you topics geared toward employers and upper management, discussing with experts number of these topics in the world of business. Now, a few areas that are always worth exploring are items like your business model and risk and really how it all correlates, ideally, into success. Today, we're speaking with Karan Girotra about these specific aspects. Now, Karan is an entrepreneur. He's also a professor of technology and operations management at INSEAD, and he's one of the authors of the book, The Risk-Driven Business Model, Four Questions That Will Define Your Company. Karan, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Tim. You know, again, we can go a lot of different directions. You have plenty of experience, of course, the book and just some of the the roles that you've had in the past. But the first thing I want to ask is for you, how do you define the idea of business model innovation, a term that uh, I've seen come up with you? Innovation is doing something differently. And traditionally, folks have thought to innovate, you need to invent new products, Mm -hmm. perhaps invent some new technology or go for a new market, an undertapped or uh, underaddressed market. What we are talking about is a different kind of way of innovating. In this way of innovating, you go with the same products to the same market, but what really changes is how your business provisions these products to the market. Hmm. So it really is about innovating by changing how you do things internally in your company. Now, is this an idea that you feel is, I guess, more new school? Is it something that's always existed, but you're, you're sort of framing it in a different way? I, I mean, why is this something that you felt was important to, to write about and really for us to discuss here as well? No, that's a, that's a great question. So business model innovation per se, even if it wasn't called that, has existed forever. I'd okay. like to say that most industries have been shaped much more by business model innovation than by technology innovation. Hmm. Uh, we can go back 100 years, look at the automotive industry. It started out by Gottlieb, Daimler, and others inventing the fossil fuel-based or internal combustion-based uh, engines. But it didn't really catch on. Then someone came in, an American came in, Henry Ford came in, and really created a business model sure. around making that technology accessible to the masses, making it in one color, making uh, the concept of mass production, and all of that, uh, that really started the industry. And then Toyota made the car reliable another 50 years later, but, but many industries, not just about auto, have been fundamentally shaped and created by business models that either um, make the technology innovations accessible to a lot or um, fundamentally bring products uh, in a commercially viable way. So business model innovation per se has existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. There are two problems with it, though. Historically, first business model innovation was really thought of as innovating on costs really doing something at a much cheaper cost, right. which was great, which is what Henry Ford's mass production does. Mm-hmm. It's excellent and it helps. But really, I think those things, most companies have cut the cost to the bone. So really, there's not that much. Uh, those were the low-hanging fruits of business model innovation, which we saw 50 years back or in the last century. And then there were some revenue side innovations, how we can charge customers more, upsell things. And even those have been mostly, mostly done. So what has changed though, Now, there's a new possibility in business model innovation. And this possibility is not around decreasing costs or changing revenues. This really is about changing how your business model addresses risk. Hmm. And that is how it really manages risk, how it can deal with uncertainties in the environment. And given that the environment has become so much more uncertain, there's a lot more possibility for innovating or using this dimension of business models to innovate which is why we, uh, we wrote this book on risk-driven um, business models. Right. So that's the first reason why I think uh, business model innovation is, is extremely promising now. A second reason, I think, why, why what we're talking about can be, can be quite useful is traditionally 
even though uh, business model innovation folks have invented new business models it's always been thought of as an idiosyncratic one off activity which happens by chance henry ford stumbled onto something <laughs> but really what we are trying to do in this in this book is to show that unlike many other kinds of innovation like technology innovation or or uh, product design innovation mm-hmm. this is an innovation which can be systematized we can systematically think how to innovate our business models with a far more reliable way okay. and that again i think uh, opens up new possibilities of innovating better faster cheaper with lower risks well and you mentioned risk a couple times and i wanted to touch on that aspect of it in terms of risk, what what do you see as its role? Why is it important? Because I would say, you know, the average person, now not necessarily somebody who's an entrepreneur running a business, but the average person looks to avoid risk in a lot of cases, sees it as this completely negative thing. How do you view risk in your roles or from the business side? Right. So I think the tradi- you're right, right. Traditional perception of risk is it's a bad thing. The way I think of it, it's a thing to manage. Okay. It really isn't something to necessarily avoid or or reduce. often reducing it is a good good idea many times transferring <laughs> it is another idea sometimes taking it on is a good idea too the way we think of it it's just another element of of your business model's design mm-hmm. so a business model really is how you do things it leads to certain costs it leads to certain revenues it also leads to certain risk exposures if we change how we do things we can change the risk return trade off in and hopefully in a better place so as an example we can think of a very uh, old example of of dell computers traditional computer companies used to make computers on the basis of forecasts of what will sell or what won't sell mm. they would make them perhaps in asia then they would ship these computers here waiting for 6 months and and sometimes those technologies that they had bet on 6 months back those features in the computer models would sell other times they wouldn't now dell comes in and it really tries to eliminate risk in this business model by really making computers after it has received the orders for them right now dell doesn't really have any computers that it has to discount or or computers that don't uh, are obsolete by the time they bring them to the to the market sure so that business model adapts risk better and that's an old example and today we are seeing things like that happen in apparel one of my favorite examples is uh, zara a european apparel company powerhouse but perhaps a little less well known in the in the us now they fundamentally again rethought how to make clothes traditionally clothes were made in the cheapest location but with long lead times 6 mm-hmm. months in advance of anything shows up on the shelf you design it then it uh, is made in china or now increasingly in bangladesh vietnam shipped overseas shipped to the us or uh, or other markets and then maybe your bets turn out right maybe they don't zara <laughs> comes in completely changes the game they say we're going to spend five times 10 times more on making the products you think that's a bad idea and indeed it is bad from a cost only point of view mm-hmm. but the big advantage in in spending 5 10 times more they're able to do it locally right okay. next to the market which means they can take a design from the design board to really the store shelf within 2 weeks and now you're making a bet on what's going to sell in 2 weeks rather than what's going to sell in 6 months right your risk is a lot smaller now so even though you've paid more in perhaps costs of making it and it turned out that that helped zara become far more trendy really have things on the on the store shelves that people want and avoid the kind of massive discounting we see in all other apparel manufacturers mm-hmm. so i think these are companies which are managing risk better by redesigning how they do things and so risk to me is also an opportunity if you manage it better you beat the competition And I think that's a great example with Appel and and talking about how they essentially moved the risk because they they put more cost into it as you said up front which might seem bad but 
they really, as you put it, they managed it in a different way that set them up for success. And I think, you know, a lot of people do think of, okay, you're going to make it cheap, you're going to make it somewhere else and then ship it over here. And I I think that's a a wonderful example of how that doesn't necessarily make it the best way just because a lot of people are doing it that way. So I I think that's a, a fine way to sort of break it down for our listeners out there a little bit. Now, are there different types of risks that pop up or that would be easier to manage or more effective to manage? Or is there a way to, to separate some of the risks that might be involved? I think in our research, we found two big kind of classes of risks to look for in your business model as opportunities for improving your business model. These are risks around having poor information or mm. not knowing what's a good decision to make. Every decision in business or many decisions in businesses have to be made with poor information. Right. For instance, as we were talking, what designs are going to sell in six months' time? And that is the uh, one kind of risk, an information risk. A second kind of risk that we often see in businesses is about doing things without having the right incentives or motivations to do them. A great example of that would be the financial sector, where uh, individuals have done very well, but many times the institution or as a whole hasn't done so well. And at the root cause of that is really uh, that the incentives for different people in the organization are different. For an individual trader, banker, the incentives might be to, there's relatively little downside and a lot of upside gains if, if he uh, ends up doing well. Mm-hmm. And that ends, makes them take on more risk than perhaps is good for the organization as a whole. And that's the second kind of problem you want to see where individual incentives or decision makers incentives are not exactly the, the right ones to make them act in the, in the good of the organization as a whole. Now, earlier you mentioned the idea that with this risk-driven business model, really the business model innovation, that you're able to make it more systematic. Is that where you can affect this risk or reduce it or that you're able to, to sort of have everybody aligned? Is that where a, a positive aspect of this comes into play? Right. So I think a big challenge entrepreneurs or any innovator faces is really where to start. What's an innovation? What's a good idea? Okay. And, and honestly, frankly, in, in most kind of product technology innovation, there is no template to help you come up with an idea. It's mm-hmm. mostly stumble onto something, look up in the sky, and maybe a bright idea will strike you or not. <laughs> and that's, um, that happens to people. But actually, some statistics we've looked at, the odds of that happening are perhaps uh, lower than the odds of lightning striking you. So it's not, not very easy to just stumble onto great ideas. On the other hand, when we talk of um, business model innovation, it's a little bit different than, than technology or product design innovation. It really is, has a little less chance with it because it is rooted in how we do things. And there's a lot of science on, on how businesses can be managed, how the operations inside an organization work. It is possible to come up with systematic ways of doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and the template that we've come up in the book really is around asking four questions of your business model. What activities that the business does? When are the big decisions made? Who makes the big decisions? And what, why are those decisions made the way as they are made? Those are four templates in helping one innovate the business model. Sure. Now, it's interesting because you, you mentioned those. And when you hear those questions, it, it seems simple. It seems obvious. But why do you think maybe companies have a difficult time with this? Or what, what are the challenges to really answering those questions effectively in your mind? Within themselves, they capture a lot of what, what really makes uh, a business. For instance, we were discussing Zara a little while back. This is a company which really has, if you think about it, fundamentally changed when decisions are made in this business model. Are decisions made six months in advance or are decisions made two months, two weeks in advance? Right. So that really is, is about changing when. So I think first, the answers to these questions 
are often require us to question things which are taken for granted in an industry. Sure. So really questioning when do you really have to make your uh, design decisions? It just was an article of faith in this industry that we do something cheap and therefore we have to make those decisions 6 8 months in advance. Mm-hmm. It's only when somebody comes in and starts questioning these things which which might appear as uh, the unquestionable that really uh, things start taking off. So that's so these questions I think are are look simple but really they ask they're about questioning the very uh, very basic assumptions of your business so they can be quite powerful. Yeah, I think you put that really well as far as you know, these areas that a lot of times a business or the individuals running it take for granted because as you said you've you know you've always been doing it that way or you've been successful or you know whatever the excuse might be but i think as as you mentioned just asking those questions really can get the ball rolling so i think uh, i think people right. appreciate that side of it does this idea of business model innovation does this work across industries does it work better with a smaller organization versus maybe a, you know a large corporation that has been around forever i mean where does this fit in most effectively or can it really be across the board it can be across the board because one other good thing about business model innovations is the science of business models is very similar across different industries mm-hmm. how you make money how you do things are decisions made in advance decisions made late those are fairly generic concepts that apply not just to apparel but to a lot of other uh, different industries also so in per se i think this can apply everywhere but different kind of organizations face different challenges in making this happen sure. so we discussed getting the ball rolling is about questioning the assumptions but to keep it rolling big organizations often find more challenges on business model innovation the reason for that is business model innovation unlike technology innovation is not just about changing a, a product when you change a product most of the middle management senior management's roles don't really change so you went from the iphone 4 to iphone 5 Everyone who was involved in the in iPhone 4 still retains their job in iPhone 5. Right. On the other hand, think of a business model innovation. You've gone from making things in in Asia to perhaps bringing them globally, uh, bringing them close to you with with high cost. Suddenly, this requires a very different management team. You don't want a team which is about cutting costs now. You want a team now which is about speed, which is about making things fast so that you can get them in the stores quicker. So business model innovation often touches management's roles and responsibilities more intimately which creates a huge internal constituency against business model innovation that is a challenge bigger companies face more than smaller companies okay. smaller companies might have an advantage in doing this though with the right leadership business uh, bigger companies can also overcome some of these challenges I think it's a, a wonderful way to put it as you said um you know the comparison and and the differences that do exist between maybe the different sizes But uh, I think I think uh, again you put it a, a way that our listeners can understand very well. We're getting a little low on time here. I did want to ask a couple more things. When it comes to trying to implement this and maybe get the ball rolling, do you see any common mistakes that an organization would make or something that would be the the biggest challenge to maybe transfer this mindset a little bit or or get the ball rolling as we've said? To me, frankly the biggest challenge is that most people don't think about their business model as a means of innovation. Mhm. But innovation is relegated to the scientists the technologists who sit in the r&d department mm-hmm. this is a kind of innovation which is about how you do things so this is something managers need to need to be conscious of and think that's i think challenge number 1 just the awareness around it sure. and challenge number 2 is really avoiding the cost revenue trap really thinking about risk also it really is about three things not just your costs and revenues but also uh, how well these costs and revenues move with each other or another way of putting that is cost revenues and risks taken together those are the two big mental changes that need to happen 
before an organization can really exploit the opportunities opened up by business model innovation. Well, I think, uh, again, you brought some great points to the table. And uh, as far as giving our listeners some different ideas to think about, and, and as you said, maybe just helping change that perspective right away. The last thing I want to do is just kind of give you the floor here. I like to do this with our guests at the end, give you the last 30 seconds or so. Anything you would want to say to wrap up the conversation or give the listeners a nice takeaway based on what we've talked about, something either you'd like to emphasize or we didn't even touch on at some point. To me, the big takeaway is business models are a way of innovating. They're not just a way of managing, they're a way of innovating. And secondly, risk is an important dimension to innovate your business model. There are systematic ways to change risk in your business model, for instance, by changing timing of decisions so that you can get better information before you make them. That would be kind of my summary. Well, unfortunately, though, that will wrap it up here on Management Decisions and our conversation about business model innovation. We've been speaking with our guest today, Karan Girotra. He's the author of The Risk-Driven Business Model, Four Questions That Will Define Your Company. And where can listeners actually find your book if they're interested? First, it's available in in bookstores and uh, on online bookstores. Also, we have a book website called defineyourcompany.com. And and finally, uh, I talk a lot about the book and and about appearances like this. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Girotra K. That is G-I-R-O-T-R-A-K. All right, perfect. Well, thanks again for sharing your insight with us. We do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. Just go ahead and shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. You can also find us on Twitter, at the LJN. We'd love to hear from you there as well. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later. Listener.